Welcome to the Fearless Fostering Podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Burst, LCSW, a foster and adoptive and bio mama and a therapist in private practice. I'm here to help foster mamas feel seen, heard, and supported on their journey. From quick, actionable steps to make your foster care journey easier to interviews with foster and adoptive mamas, the Fearless Fostering Podcast delivers education and encouragement weekly. So let's get started. Welcome back to the Fearless Fostering Podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Burst, LCSW, and today I'm talking to foster mama, Ashley Kreiderman. Thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, of course. So will you just kind of give us a little bit of background info about your family right now and how you got started fostering? So my family is super important to me. I have a big family. So I actually have a brother and a sister, but on my dad's side, I have a ton of cousins and I love big families. Just I absolutely love it. That's what I want to have for my future family. I want all the babies, <laughs> which is funny because at first I did not want kids. And I, I mean, I love kids, but I was just like, that's kind of intimidating. It's a lot of work. It just wasn't, wasn't up for that. And I finally like got into this phase where I was like, oh my gosh, like something's changing. I want kids so badly. I love all the kids, but I have been single for a long time. <laughs> and so that's kind of challenging to start a family when you're single. So I foster care kind of popped in my head because I believe in like loving God's people and taking care of his people. And that was one thing that kept coming back to me was foster care. And so I was like, you know, I'm going to wait a little bit because I'm single. I don't live in a house. I'm in an apartment. And I had all these like concerns before starting foster care. And I was talking to my therapist and she's like, actually just do it. Like, just jump into it. And I was, I told her all of my concerns and she's like, no, you don't need to have all these, those things. You can do it as a single, a single adult. And I was like, are you, I had no idea, no clue. So my therapist kind of helped me like jump right into it. And I got a lot of information. And as soon as I talked with somebody who was able to get me that information, I knew instantly that that's what I wanted to do. But it did take me a few years to decide to actually do it before talking to my therapist, because I really was convinced that um, you had to have all these things in order before taking care of a child. (laughs) So that's how I got started. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. I love that you were thinking about it for a long time and kind of weighing the options and thanks for being honest too, about just like, I didn't know that you could, you know, foster a single person. I think you're not alone. I think most people think, Oh, I have to live in a house. I have to have a partner. We have to have X, Y, Z income. And it's like, right. Those are really not, you know, necessarily true things. So, I mean, it definitely makes it a little bit harder, but there's always ways to overcome those challenges. I think so. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So when did you actually get your first child in foster care placed with you? The little girl that I have right now is my first placement actually. So I got her, um, a little over a month ago. Wow. Yes. Brand new, my first time. And it's been amazing. (laughs) Wow. So when you got that first call, I mean, how long was it between being licensed and getting that call for you? Um, so the licensing process was actually not as long as I thought it would be. I think that's another thing that's really intimidating for people is they think that 
becoming licensed is just going to take so long. And it honestly just took me a few months to do. Um, I mean, there's a lot to it, a lot of paperwork, a lot of classes, but it's not as bad once you um, start and you really just have to start. If you put it off and just don't do all the paperwork right off the bat, then yeah, it can become a lot and overwhelming. But what was your original question? <laughs> just how long was it from when you got licensed oh, to right. when you got your call for your little girl? Yeah. So I became licensed and I want to say it was like three months. And at first I was so disappointed. I'm like, where are the babies? Like what's <laughs> happening? But then I was also in this like realization that I don't, I'm also like, don't want the babies to come to me that fast because that means that they are being taken away from their parents. And that is sad, but yeah, so I got her about three months after. And I mean, before then it took a lot of patience and I do not have patience. So, but once I got the call, it was about two days later, she was in my home. So, yes. So what were you thinking when you first got that call? Like, okay, just, just kidding. The wait's over. Here you go. <laughs> when I first got the call, actually it wasn't even a call. It was a text message. <laughs> okay, love that. <laughs> um, and I was at work and I like, there've been a few times where I'd gotten a call from my caseworker and I was like, this is it. This is going to be the call I've been waiting for. And then it wasn't every time. So when I finally got the text, I actually like picked up my phone and started screaming and running around my work building. <laughs> and I was like, guess what? I'm getting a baby. And everyone's like, oh my gosh. Well, I work at a retirement home. I should say that. And so all of my residents were like, you by yourself? <laughs> I was like, yep, I'm doing it. So yeah. So that is amazing. And what did like your family and close friends say when you're like, Hey guys, just so you know, I'm going to be a single foster mom. Yeah. <laughs> so they knew that I wanted to be a mom for a while after realizing I did want kids. And I kind of mentioned the foster care thing to them and they didn't really take me seriously at first. They're like, okay, well, that's a cool idea. And then when I actually talked to someone and decided to start the process, I went back to my parents and I was like, okay, so it's a real thing. Like this is happening. And they were definitely shocked. And I think kind of worried for how my life would look because that's a lot of changes that would be made. Um, But after the initial shock, they were super supportive and they've been like the best part of this so far. Just they've had my back throughout the entire thing, which has been super nice and helpful. Um, I remember calling my mom when I knew I was going to be placed for the first time. And I said, okay, are you somewhere where you won't freak out? (laughs) She's like, oh my gosh, you're getting a baby. And I was like, yep. (laughs) So yeah, they've been great though. That's so cool. It is seriously so just nuts how it happens. Like just like out of the blue like that. And it's just, Oh yeah. Nothing. You will never be prepared. No, <laughs> there's nothing anyone can tell you in training or any like one can tell you who's even done it before. That's going right. to make you ready for that. Right. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Yeah. So this first month, I mean, you're like, this is a lot of people will say like the first couple of weeks, the first month is like the hardest, most difficult part. How have you, how have you been doing? And like, how are you making things work as a single foster mom this past month? So I actually brought her home, like right from the hospital. So it's been one of the hardest things I've ever done 
because not having kids of my own before this, I didn't really have nine months to prepare. So man, I mean, the biggest thing would be the lack of sleep. That's been the most challenging thing. I am definitely someone who goes to bed like right at 9 PM and needs like the full eight hours. (laughs) So getting up multiple times throughout the night and sometimes not sleeping at all has been exhausting, but that's where my parents have been amazing. They've taken her every once in a while. So I can just like take a nap. And that's another thing. Like I was really a type of person who was so stubborn and saying, I'm going to do this all myself. Like I can do it. And you realize really quickly that you can't do it all. And it's good to have those people in your life to help you. That's why I give big props to all the single moms who don't have anybody to help them out. (laughs) Cause it's just crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's, it's like working another full-time job that changes every single day because Mm -hmm. they're changing every day. So you're just trying to figure out what they're doing and adapt to them. (laughs) But yeah, Yeah, especially that newborn phase where they're like, you know, okay, how often do they need to eat? And there's so many doctor's appointments that like couple of months before they get like their immunizations and things like that. It's like weight checks and all this different stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. So I remember, yeah, with, when we got our daughter, we were like every, almost every like six days, I felt like we were at the doctor for a weight check because yeah. it was so tiny when she came to us and they're like, we just want to make sure I'm like, okay, I'm like, that's a good thing. But it's just like, whoa, I am here. They're like, Are you again? I'm like, yep, I'm back. Like, yes. a lot. Yeah. It's it so is hard. a lot of doctor's appointments and I've definitely taken, I mean, fortunately my job is super great. They're very flexible and they're very supportive of of this as well. So I've been able to dip out every once in a while to take her to appointments, um, which has been super nice because I'm learning too. So I actually have enjoyed going to the appointments because I have like a whole list of questions I'm asking and I'm sure they love me there. Oh, yes. Uh, I love that. I'm so glad you're doing that because I think, you know, a lot of times people are intimidated to ask the questions and whatever. It's like one of the best ways you can advocate for a child in your care is to to ask the questions and get the answer. So that's encouraging. Oh, my goodness. So what so far has been like the biggest joy for you in this process? I would say the biggest joy is just like actually being a mom and um, the amount of love I have for her is just unreal at sometimes. Like I honestly didn't know how it would all work out or how I would feel because she's not like biologically mine, but you really do like have all the emotions once they come into your care. And it's, I do love the newborn stage too. Like all the, all the different things that she does. Like yesterday she laughed and I was just like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> And I'm going to record it and she, of course, doesn't ever do it again. Oh, yeah. But I don't know, just all the things that come with being a mom and all the love that I've experienced from me to her and like from other people reaching out to me would be the coolest thing. Yeah, that's amazing. I'm so glad you have that support system around you. Is that something that you really, I know with your family, they were there, but did you work to cultivate that support system prior to becoming licensed? Oh, yeah. So... I also have like a prayer group and I have two of my closest cousins. We were all born in 95. So they are awesome. I normally vent to them sometimes when I'm exhausted and don't want anyone else to know I'm struggling. I'm like mm-hmm. doing great over here, but really I'm telling them like, okay, got zero sleep last night. <laughs> 
but yeah, I mean, there have been people that have just reached out randomly or people in the area that are also doing foster care that have given me advice, um, or just dropped off stuff. Like I've come back home and there was somebody who knew that I needed something and they just dropped it off. So it's been amazing to have all that support. So true. It's so important to have that. And just like you said, for everything, for emotional support, for the physical things that you need and the baby needs, it's like, especially in that newborn phase, you know, anytime someone can go to the store for you or, you know, yeah, whatever. It's just so the store has been my biggest struggle. I don't know why, but I finally took her to Aldi the other day and I was like, all right, don't wake up. You're going to be great. Just don't wake up. (laughs) Yep. But we're slowly learning all of that stuff. (laughs) I know. I feel like Instacart became my best friend when we got the the baby because we were totally surprised. We didn't know she was coming to us. Obviously most of us don't, but we already had three kiddos at home. And I was like, I, I'm not going to the grocery store. (laughs) My husband was like, okay, now it's safe to go back to the grocery store. Kathleen, you don't need to Instacart everything. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm not willing to part with this. Right. Like I love it. I know it's so true. Oh my goodness. Hey guys, I just wanted to let you know really quickly about some amazing free resources for foster mamas on my website, fearlessfostering.com. I have a self-care quiz that will help you decide exactly what type of self-care you need at this point on your foster care journey, as well as a virtual retreat for foster mamas and an anxiety reducing email course, all for free. Check it out right now on fearlessfostering.com. Okay. So what advice or encouragement would you give to a person who's considering fostering, maybe even as a single woman, if they were considering it and were on the fence about it or were nervous about it, what would you say to them? I, my advice would be to just do it, just jump right in and do it. I mean, obviously reaching out to people ahead of time, that is something I did was talk to a few people who had done it before, especially single moms who had done it before um, get their advice and opinion, but ultimately it's your opinion that matters the most. And if you want to do it, then do it because there's such a huge need for foster care parents everywhere. And so many kids that are in need of a safe place to go to, but I think it's just like you, you learn as you go. So if you're like, I was scared, but you just got to do it because it's all, it's all learning thing for everybody. Like there's going to be stuff that people who have been doing it forever are still learning how to do. So, um, and knowing that there are people that are always going to be there to help you out, whether it's your family or people like you and I, like, it's just nice to know that you have that support system. Definitely. Yeah. I love that so much. And I love that your therapist was like, come on, Ashley, just do it. Like I'm a therapist and that just makes me so happy. I've had a few clients over the years be curious about foster care. And I'm typically like, you know, I'll self-disclose when it's helpful to my client, but I'm like, oh, you are foster care? Like, like, I have like no filter. I'm like, okay, so I'm a foster mom and I would love to chat with you. No pressure, but just like, you have questions. So yeah, it's definitely something exciting. I definitely feel like there's this like sisterhood that exists where it just, you know, foster moms get bonded together um, over shared wild experience that we're doing together. So, yeah. And I think it's great that people ask questions and do things like this, like the podcast. I'm like, this is amazing. I'm all in for it. Cause that's how people learn about it and become less worried, I guess, about it. 
Yeah, that's so true. I'm so glad you said that. And thank you for being a guest. I mean, I know it's, you know, not easy to always talk about, you know, this brand new experience and things, but I think it's good to have people from all different walks of life and all different experiences and all different stages of fostering. So I really appreciate you being willing. And I would love for people to be able to continue to follow your journey. So where can people find you online? So I am on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, just under my name, Ashley Kreiderman. I don't know. Do you put that underneath? Like, yes. Okay. It's a weird yeah, we'll spelling. But yep, that's it. That's all you need. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much, Ashley. And we wish you all the best. Thank you.